went to a restaurant and uh, this Martin, is Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, the director. Yeah. We, we went there, we're having a nice dinner, then all of a sudden, towards dessert, all these guys start coming up. These guys would be coming up, like, auditioning for him. We were at this Italian restaurant, they heard that Marty was there and that Marty uses real people in his movies. And basically, they, they were auditioning, but they did it uh, by saying, I knew a guy who did this. So these are, like, real-life yeah, wise yeah. guys? But they wouldn't admit it. They all came up with stories as if they were auditioning for him. And when, you know, they would all uh, come in, talk in third person, I knew a guy who did this. Oh. Then the other one tops it, I knew a guy who did that. I knew somebody who had to whack the, this guy in a diner and, and his sister was there. And their stories got worse and worse, and you know they were talking about themselves. <laughs> so they were just, no, I got some, you think that's a whacking? <laughs> I knew a guy who had to whack this guy in a diner and his mother was there. Really, they actually were like competing with each other. Wow, you don't have to be in the FBI. You just tell people you're directing a movie and you'll get <laughs> all the you information you need. Marty and I, we went to a Isn't that the truth? Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. When it comes to films, when it comes to auditioning, really, I mean, people are eating out of your hand. But when it comes to Martin Scorsese films, the shit really does hit the fan. These films are epic. These films, the, f the behind the scenes take on a whole life of themselves. And... I wanted to play that because, you know, what is it? I think that Cocaine Bear movie came out. And I think, is that the last thing Ray Liotta did? I'm not sure. Now, some of you would say, you know, you really should do your homework. And I am aware that that probably was the, the one of many things. So it's not bullshit. It's not, you know. But when it comes to, I mean, like anyone else, I don't like bullshit. I don't. I do have a bullshit meter, and if I look you in the eye and you're lying to me, well, screw you, you know. It's about authenticity. When filmmakers make these films, they better be authentic. I mean, you've got, especially an independent film, you at least have to have some continuity. You know, if you shoot next to the wrong door, you're screwed. You just are. And um, that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But art art is not pretty. Art is not fun. It, it is an arduous process. I, I wanted to mention my friend. She is in filmmaking. And yeah, it's, it's messy. It's messy. It's not just about the actors who want, they want, they need. As I say that, I think of... Um, Whenever I hear certain lines, they stay with you. Um, makes me think of, uh, what's that film, um, Pollock, about Jackson Pollock. And it's um, Ed Harris is Jackson Pollock. He directed it. And Marsha Gay Harden is Lee Krasner. And there's a scene in there where she, he wants a baby. Yeah, okay. And she says, the vows don't stipulate baby. And um, I was thinking about ego, and I had seen this really great interview that Strombo did, and I thought, yeah, we all want and we all need, <coughs> you know, and um, yeah, we we want it, we want it, and we need it, and um, if I can find that clip without without driving without driving people crazy, um. Pollock clip. 
it's it's gonna be a four day weekend for me. Eh, you know. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's what the that's what the progression of things is about. That's what the union is about. That's not what the union is about. Well, what else is there? That's not what it's about, Jack. For me, the vows don't stipulate baby. I am not going to bring another life into that. We are painters, Jackson. We don't have any money. We don't get by. We struggle. But you are a great artist. I believe in Jackson Pollock. There's you and there's the painting and you. You need, you need, you need, you need. Huh. And I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to be with anyone else. But that's all I can handle. If you notice, she doesn't say want. She says, that's all I can handle. And I was thinking about how we want and we need. And, and she just demonstrates to him that, you know, that you need, you need, you need. When you're making films, you need a lot. But also you have to conjure if you don't conjure, the film is shit. It's shit. Whether you're making... I, I, I'm so understanding that we live in a TikTok world. Whether you... And, and, you know, that is a form of... I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a form of, of uh, attention. <laughs> is it art? No. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a magic to it. There's also a bullshit to it. Where am I going with this? You know, I always have a point to things because I believe, you know, you have your beginning, middle, and your end. And life doesn't happen chronologically. Now, f films don't either. You know, there's some films you, you really can't make it chronologically. I mean, I was thinking of, you know, Jason Almi, he did the thing about Groundhog Day. That, that really was shot in chronological order. And um, that's rare. That's rare because when you're making films, are how how can I define a filmmaking progress? It's messy. It's like you cut someone's organs out. Okay, you're you're gonna perform surgery on them, and you know you've got this long stretch of film, this million mile stretch of film, and then you've got to go in, you've got to cut it up, you got to make it look nice. Make it look like a story, and then people eat it. They eat it, well, they get the popcorn and they eat it. You know, there's certain films that I'll see once and that's it. I mean, Three Billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. What's another one? Um, I've only watched Schindler's List once. And I'm not saying it's a bad film. I remember watching it in high school. That was such a tough film. But there's a reason. Because that happened it's not supposed to you know feel good it's um these are these are ghosts these are people's lives that were cut down by genocide by 
mad men who, you know, wanted to purify some, you know, bullshit. And, um, yeah. That, you know, they're, they're, even the pianist, I remember watching the pianist in a theater. And then I think the next time I saw it, I rented the DVD. I don't remember. That's a powerful performance. This is before cell phones. This is before social media, where you had to watch the film. You watched it. You watched it in its entirety, and then you felt it. And then afterwards, you know, your heart was just, it was, it was open. It was open. There was no way to shut the door. That's really what making art and making films is about, even albums. Huh. I was thinking a lot about, you know, people think that, oh, an award makes things better. And, and, uh, and an award, you know, it's, it's a money game. It's, it's an industry game. And I was talking to someone, we were talking about, did Beyonce really deserve that album of the year? No, she didn't. And some of, and some of the stuff she puts out is good. And some of it's overrated. It's overrated. Lemonade is a, is a moment where I was impressed. I remember I didn't want to like it, but I liked it. The other album's like, oh, okay, that's impressive. Okay, you know, you're drunk in love. I get it. I get it. But then Lemonade, it just kind of is like, it stays with you. It's like, fuck. Okay. I get it now. I, I totally, um, 100% get it. And I did. I, I got it. I got it. And I'm happy I got it. And the same with certain films. You know, art art is not supposed to be pretty. If it's pretty, then I don't know what else to tell you. Now, I'm doing this because, well, I'm a podcaster. I like to talk to my audience. And it's also the end of the night. Well, it's almost the end of the night. <laughs> the night is still young in some aspects. It was a party. <coughs> it was fun. And here we are. And I'm drinking my tea, and I'm watching Golden Girls, and I'm talking to you about film, and I'm talking to you. I mean, I got a lot of films to watch. I got a lot of fucking films to watch. The, you know, and um, that's not lost on me. It really isn't. And art, art itself is, it's there. It's there for us to partake. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. It's it's all there for the unless it's Hallmark and then it's you know. But I also think, you know, there's a healing aspect to everything. And tonight I was I've been thinking about healing. Not so much my own healing, because that, that really in itself is a redundant. Um, but the healing of others, I, I truly believe in that. When I tell people that they can confide in me and they can, they can vent to me, I mean it. I don't, that's not bullshit. I'm not a bullshit person. I, I really truly mean it. There's a point where I would just shut up and listen to them and I'm not asleep. I'm just listening and I'm taking it in and I'm offering my assistance and, you know, I, my listeners, I would offer that to you. I mean, if you all had the power invested by me to have me, you know, just listen. I mean, I, you know, at one point I wanted to become his therapist. I wanted to listen to people's problems and then it just, you know, 
I'd rather listen to people that I actually care about and know. And, um, yeah. You know how you, you know, that's why I'm drawn to creative aspects. and I'm, Because there's a catharsis to it. Whether you're writing a song, whether you're making a film, you know. You look at something like The Pianist, that was a catharsis for the filmmaker. Or, um, you know, uh, Groundhog Day, that was a catharsis, you know, to humor and a loop and, and love and the misunderstandings of it all. <sighs> so that's where I'm going with that. Or even an album, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a headphone person. Sometimes I put on the speaker. Sometimes I feel it's too loud for the outside world. They were not going to get it. You know, if I'm if I'm driving around and I've got the windows down and I've got the music blasting, I'm not so much trying to be heard or seen. I just want to air it out. I want to air it out. You know, plus everyone else is thumping around, and you know that's that's how we live in this crazy world. So, but yeah, sometimes I just notice things about people and places, and it's like you know. You want those people to heal. You want them to do better. That's what I want. I want people to do better. Um, and um, you can kind of tell when people are either hurting or going through something. It's just there. It's just there. You can see it on their face. I can read people, not just people I'm related to. And so it's kind of like, all right, all right, this makes sense. And... um yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it's about is connecting. It's these cathartic tissues and your synapses and your brain and I know. You're like, I thought this was the Dr. Seuss po- film podcast. Where are you going with this? Because creativity is about a healing experience. You put on a record, you listen to it, and it does something to you. It does something to your brain. It does something to your attention. And it makes you feel. And that's what a good film does. It makes you feel. You know, whether it's a comedy or whether it's a drama. Uh, whether it's a peanut butter sandwich of both of them mixed in. You know, you've got the jelly and you've got the... I didn't like jelly and peanut butter till I got a little older. I always preferred the peanut butter. Yeah. But I, l- I love a good comedy. There's so few of them, you know, everyone's trying too hard to really be comedic. And at the same time, I think everyone's trying too hard. Everyone wants and everyone needs. And yeah, I understand we all have needs. Act accordingly. <laughs> so yeah, as a as an artist myself and as a podcaster, this is what it's about. This is what it's about is channeling these moments and you know the being visceral and, and the osmosis of it all I love I love I mean there's always I always wish you know in terms of learning there was a there's an osmosis to taking it in even more you know as um someone who uh yeah You know, as uh, I remember being an actor in, in school and trying to learn my lines and then you can't you can't get them, you know, and the art, the art of it is learning them. I mean, 
An example of that is if you've ever seen The Mirror Has Two Faces, Lauren Bacall. And she's sitting at that table with Barbara Streisand. And she can't, and, and it's obvious she's searching for those lines. But she's doing it in such a beautiful way. And she's running her fingers through her hair. And she's doing this thing with her fingers. And it's, I mean, it's magical. And I shouldn't say it's obvious, but it's magical how she does it. That's the art of filmmaking. Is to just stand back, let the actors do it. Don't tell them really any, they, because they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And you have to just, you got to roll with it. As Oasis would say, I love that song, roll with it. You got to roll with it. You got to take your time, you know. <coughs> um yeah that's that's such a I remember I was listening to that in college and it's kind of like um there's a there's a lyric see it's about music and film here at the Dr. Zeus film podcast there's a moment where will I get in trouble for playing this I remember in college listening to this song, you know, we'll we'll get a little I'll get a little um raw here and reveal something. But I remember I think it was it was either maybe it was exams. It was something. And you know how something kind of drives you um do I have it on here? Um Okay, here it is. Don't sue me, Oasis. I want to get to the lyric, though. Here we go. Here we go. Just listen. So I played that because I remember listening to that in college. And, and I love Wonderwall, but I'm a lyrical person. And I hear that, and it's like, I think I've got a feeling I've lost inside. Every now and then, that kind of hits me. I hear that, and it's like, whoa. And, it f and I flash back to college and probably a bad moment, and I heard that. And it was like, and it hits you. So that's, that's really what the creative process is. Music heals films heal you learn something even documentaries documentaries are such a powerful extension of the human spirit i've seen so many powerful documentaries from bowling for columbine to um the amy winehouse documentary to gray gardens um supersize me which that that was if you look at our country and i mean it's sad. It's sad. 
then, you know, um, documentaries about the man walking across the Twin Towers when they were being built. Man on a Wire. They later made that into a movie, by the way. The documentary is more interesting. So, yeah. That's, that's you know, or even something as bad as Altamont. The Gimme Shelter documentary directed by the Maisel Brothers about the Rolling Stones' free concert at the Altamont Speedway in California. And they say that and the Manson killings is the night. Those are the nights that the 60s died. The 60s ended in such a, in a very fast train, traumatic way. And that's what it's about, is the catharsis of all of it and healing from that and learning from that. And so to my listeners, and I know I've, I've got some good ones, and I don't ask who listens, you know, it's kind of like, all right, it's like flying blind, Amelia Earhart style without the instruments. I'm just thankful that people listen and I don't, for me, you know, it's like we live in this world where everyone likes you know, the social media. And um, people would ask me in the past, oh, how many listeners do you have? How many followers? That doesn't matter to me. As long as I've reached one person, I'm good. Because I know I'm talking to that one person. And then it's the ripple effect. And that's what it's all about. And so that's really wanted. I wanted to connect to tonight. Because I, I, I kind of sent something on Friday about someone and I and I you know you just kind of read their body language and you read their posture and their and their facial expressions it's like whoa and you kind of hear it in their voice and I thought I, you know I wish I could heal that person so I mean if they're listening hey welcome you know um it could be it could be a whole multitude of people I'm a I'm a writer and I'm an artist and I don't reveal. I don't like revealing if it's just about one person, you know. I I've learned that from songwriters is that if it could be uh, an amalgamation of different people, mixed in mixed into one pot, you know. That's really what we are. If you think about it, and you think of all these different lives that we've led and this energy force. So as always, unpleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.